if anybody has questions, yeah, we so we will take questions, take questions, and then afterwards we will sign books over there. And our books are all for sale. Molly's written two books. I've written like two and a half books. Actually, Matthew has written like three point eight books. Some, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the show. Um, two questions, less annoying one first. Um, normally, how much of the shows are, are scripted and discussed in advance, and how much is improvised? Usually, almost nothing is, is written ahead of time, if you couldn't tell. Um, we usually make, uh, like, if we were going to talk about, uh, like, when we did the mint-flavored chocolate episode. Oh, that, I love that episode. Like, basically, our agenda, we always type up an agenda, but it basically said, like, Memory Lane. Be sure to talk about Andy's mints. Yeah. Uh, junior mints. Yeah. For, and like so, that was the extent yeah. of it. So we it's kind of like bullet points. It's yeah. It's it's so it's so if we forget like uh, what were we supposed to talk about, we can look down at the sheet and it's there. We we don't we don't like write jokes in advance, as you can probably tell. <laughs> and uh, secondly, with the rec- oh the the more annoying question. <laughs> Well, yeah, with the recent legal changes in Washington State, are you planning to do a cannabis edible theme show? Oh, amazingly, this is the first time we've considered that idea. <laughs> I think we totally should. I think the answer is yes. Do you enjoy the ones where you do packaged products more, or do you enjoy the ones where you cook things more? Oh, that's a great question. The question is, do we enjoy the the packaged food product episodes more, or the cooking episodes more? I have to say, I really enjoy the not cooking episodes, because, well, so when, when we... When we went to doing one show a week, when we went to doing shows weekly, I think is how I that's would how say it. That's how I would it. say it. Um, we started doing, we started taping sh- two shows in a, in a single day. And um, it is certainly much easier and more fun and spontaneous to do that when we're just eating stuff that yes. is just from the grocery store. However, this is what I would say, and, and, uh, and I only realized this fairly recently. My favorite shows to do are the ones on a topic that is not inherently funny or seems like, how could that possibly be funny? Like fennel. Yeah, um, we, used to, we used to spend a lot of time going, oh, yeah, like, that's not funny. Right. I, I guess like, like that. Like, we can't do that show. It's not funny. Like the, the Apple episode. Like, like we, we seriously discussed, like, should we do an Apple episode? It seems like that, there's nothing funny about that. Like, I feel like when it, it is an obviously unfunny topic, it pushes us to work a lot harder to come up with good jokes on the fly. And so now I look forward to those episodes like, you know, let's do something on rutabagas. <laughs> Have we done rutabagas? We, we have not. And actually, now that I say that, rutabaga is a pretty funny word. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, here comes another. Woohoo! Okay, so my favorite food is gravy. So I think you should do okay. it on gravy. It's just, I, I, right. I consider it a food group. In any case, um, what is your favorite foods? Boy, you would think we would be prepared for wow. this question. I, no, I find this really hard. Um, <clears throat> my favorite food is. Um, I'm, I'm the, you, can, you can see if this is a cop-out answer. My favorite food is uh, any kind of spicy stir-fried noodles with vegetables and meat. <laughs> so, like a, like a pad thai, like a uh, Shanghai noodles. Uh, Keep going, Matthew. Yeah, uh, like uh, ants on a tree. Like, uh, I'm running out of noodles here, Molly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I would say if I had to choose a single food, I would say eggs. I mm. love 
eggs. However, that's really boring, maybe. So the, the thing that's sticking out to me right now, my favorite food right now, <clears throat> is the, the food beloved by all eight-year-olds at Chinese restaurants, and that oh. is white rice with soy sauce on it. <laughs> we just did a soy sauce episode. Uh, and Which is I, not aired yet. It is not aired yet. But anyway, um, that is what's fresh in my mind right now, and I had forgotten how delicious it was. It's like so, it's perfect. White rice with soy sauce. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of it? <laughs> okay. Am I the only one who can't get past the idea of salting carrot sticks? <laughs> Never heard no, of it. Oh, but, uh, but like, you know, everything is better with a little bit of salt. And carrots are so sweet. I feel like... You know, they're they're definitely so. My mom used to always eat them. Like she would just peel a whole carrot and then s- stand at the sink with the salt shaker and just shake some salt on it and just eat it that way. So anyway, no, it's totally delicious. It, uh, needless to say, you know, I think I, I, I definitely knew that the carrots were going to get sweaty when I gave them to Matthew today, and I thought that was part of the charm. I. It caught me by surprise, too. I've never salted a carrot stick before, either. Um, and you're never going to do it again. I think you're right about that. <laughs> but no, like, you know, just stand there and just eat it. Don't put it in a plastic bag. You're going to like it. <laughs> yes. You yes. mean stand, she should stand, stand there, there in the audience? Okay. Hi. Um, oh, he wants to know... We just want you to stand there for a oh, long sorry. time. <laughs> Well, hi, Matthew. Hi, Molly. Great show. Big fan Thank of you. the podcast. I was hoping you could talk a little bit about how you balance podcasting and writing and other culinary and life occupations to make it all sort of fit together and maybe how about podcasting has become a much more popular platform and how you fit into that or are affected by it and any other tips for those who want to do something kind of like what you're doing, which is awesome. So thanks for it. So I think I can sum that question up as how do we do it all? <laughs> I don't know where to begin with that one. Uh, this, uh, you know, for us doing this show, like it started out as, as a kind of a lark and has turned into uh, a, you know, a part-time job for us that we really enjoy. It's the, it's the best part-time job in the world. And we, uh, uh, we approach it as, as, as a job, I think, um, in the sense that, you know, we, we are very serious about not missing a week um, and uh, get really nervous. We show up and eat a whole bunch of powdered sugar hostess donuts. Yeah, we, we eat things that we should not ever eat for you. <laughs> um, you know, Hardest ba- job in the world. Yeah, you know, uh, and we, we, uh, we have Abby, our producer, who does the, the audio editing and, like, makes sure we don't run out of episodes and, like, does basically everything so that we can, like, show up and, and sit at my dining room table and inhale a bunch of powdered sugar. Um, well, my answer would be that um, I feel really lucky that uh, so so this show, uh, not today's show, but this show in general. Uh-huh. Don't take credit for today, Matthew. This show in general was Matthew's idea. Matthew, I think, was sort of uh, tuned in to the potential of podcasts way before I was, and he sent me an email at some point. <laughs> He sent me an email at some point um, and said that he wanted to do a food and comedy podcast and asked if I would be the co-host. And I was totally stunned because we didn't even really know each other very well at the no. time. Um, and I, I feel like the, the sh- he would have never asked 
if he had really <laughs> if, known. If I had only known um, about that, that about the shoplifting at the Hallmark <laughs> <laughs> and the and the the Confederate flag on the lunchbox. <laughs> A um, lot of skeletons in that closet. Anyway, no, Matthew, um, Matthew was the person who made the show really work early on and did all the footwork to produce it. He researched all the equipment and bought all the equipment. He was the one who edited the show early on. Um, I had the distinct pleasure of just showing up and eating stuff and laughing for like 20 minutes. Um, and it has been really wonderful to see the show. I, I don't think either of us ever expected it to last for five years. No, probably not. Um, and it, it was a big decision for us to to decide that, you know, we'd been doing it long enough and we were putting enough of our own money into it that maybe we would try this, like, you know, subscription model that we've tried, which has allowed us to... Um, I think make the show feel more sustainable yep. for us. Thank We're you. all about Thank sustainability. You, that's that's really our motto. But no, I feel like um, I feel like it. Uh, yeah, it is probably the best job I will I will ever have. I get to show up and uh, and hang out with my friend yeah. and laugh and uh, and my whole job is to make him laugh and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so. that's that's my favorite thing is is uh, that you know. I, I love I love Molly's sense of humor. Oh, this is this is this is getting terrible. Let's <laughs> let's take the next question, please. Hi, um, we were wondering if you have a favorite episode and which episode that is. Oh. Um, I I love the grilled cheese episode. Is that mm. the one with the Starlight Mints? I think it is. Yeah. That is my absolute favorite. I don't usually listen to the show really after. We've <laughs> oh, you should. It. It's good. No, I mean, well, then every now and then when I do, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I really like these people. <laughs> but no, um, the, the grilled cheese episode has some really funny jokes in it. And I was listening to it most recently on an airplane and was like doing that whole silent laughing, like, like pounding your knee thing when you're like sitting, you know, by yourself in the airplane. Yep. Everyone thought you were the terrorist. Yep. <laughs> anyway, that's my favorite grilled cheese. Um, two come to mind. Uh, marshmallows. And uh, popcorn. Uh, oh, just yeah. Like, I think um, when, when we allow ourselves to, you know, we, we, we have an unfortunate tendency to like, to like try and rein ourselves in sometimes. And when we, uh, when we can just like let it, I, I know it doesn't seem like it. Um, <laughs> the, the more we can just like turn, turn our brains off and, and let it go. Um, what am I trying to say here? Wow. <laughs> You know, that, that's useful in a variety of situations, uh, including <laughs> podcasting. Uh, and, uh, you know, those are a couple of episodes where we just let the tangents go way further than, than seemed appropriate, and the show was much better for it. Hey, so in the spirit of... Uh, Christmas. Sack, sack, uh, no. <laughs> the spirit of sack lunches uh, and things that you wanted to have but couldn't have. Uh, my school I grew up in, we had sack lunches all week, except one day it was cafeteria day which I thought was the most exotic thing. And uh, I imagine there were schools out there that had cafeteria day every day, and that seemed like <laughs> Too good know, to be nirvana. True. So uh, <laughs> did you have that experience at all at your school, or did you think, looking back, that you wish you'd have cafeteria day all day? Oh, so the question is, did we also have access to uh, the uh, school cafeteria as well as sack lunch? I had uh, no cafeteria options until high school, and then my cafeteria in high school had things like cream chip beef, and like wow. you know, like the, yeah. I mean, this was uh, Oklahoma. Wait, this you, is the, the like really. I don't even know what. Were you in the army? <laughs> the Confederate Army. 
Um, no, um, we had we <laughs> we had. <laughs> no, the best. <laughs> The best day of the week in my cafeteria was when we had grilled cheese and tomato soup and then cinnamon rolls for dessert. And I still think it doesn't get any better than that. But most of the time, it was like cream chip beef. So Go Jefferson Davis High School. Um, (laughs) Yeah, what was the mascot? Let's not get into that. Um, the thing I remember, my, my favorite thing from, from uh, the uh, cafeteria, which I had access to starting in like fourth grade, was um, chili, which I later learned was um, stag brand <laughs> country chili from a giant can. Still pretty good. I still eat it for lunch sometimes. So we were talking about um, sack lunches before we came here, and we started talking about Lunchables. Yes. And we wanted to hear you talk about Lunchables. Oh, where to begin? I think... I always when wanted were Lunchables, Lunchables introduced. I feel like they were slightly after it, my time. For me, it was like the tail end of my school lunch years. Matthew is significantly older than I am, in case you couldn't tell. Now, yeah, um, as you mentioned, I'm 87 years old. <laughs> um, no, Lunchables came at sort of the tail end of my my sack lunch years, and I always wanted them. And I remember my mom saying that, like, they were really bad for you. And I could never figure out why, because she was buying me, like, Oscar Mayer beef bologna anyway. So I'm not sure what the difference was. But here's one thing that always tripped me up about Lunchables. I don't want to eat a cracker that's cold. Oh. You know? Like, the crackers are in there with, like, the cheese and the meat. Like, it just seems weird. Like... Are the cr- I guess the crackers aren't cold by the time you eat them, but then neither is the meat or the cheese. It all just seems wrong. It's just, I want them in separate containers. You want a McDLT Lunchable, is what you're saying. I'm anyway. so glad somebody else remembers that. I was really worried. Uh, I, Lunchables never appealed to me because they were, always, they were full of the kinds of things that I never liked. Like, I have, this, I have this weird phobia of room temperature food that I've mostly gotten over, but, like, at the time, like, a Lunchable just would have been my nightmare. <laughs> and also, like, like I said, like, you know, I am much, much older than Molly, like, two years. Um, we... We determined, we determined, she asked me if I had fruit by the foot in my lunch, and I'm like, I feel like I was too old for that, and we looked it up, and fruit by the foot was introduced the year I started high school, so obviously, like, you don't eat fruit by the foot in high school. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. One more. Um, Please. You've, you've talked about food aversions a bit, including just now, and I'm wondering if doing the show has, like, uh, caused you to lose any of them, or uh, caused you to reinvest in them more strongly. Oh. Well, I mean, we should we should go back to the scary food episode <laughs> where uh, where I had to taste egg salad, and it was literally one of the most terrifying he was, like, experiences shuddering. of my life. Like, of I felt all like the I needed things, to get a blanket and like wrap him up in it. Um, like of all the things in the world, and I, I recognize like at an intellectual level that that uh, this is a crazy thing to believe, but egg salad does not seem like food to me. It seems like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would, I would sooner eat food out of the garbage, <laughs> for the most part, than egg salad. Egg salad? <laughs> I can't even say it. I, I feel like, yeah, no, I, I don't, I, I think part of the, the problem 
is that Matthew and I get to decide what we're going to talk mm. about on the show. So I think we just sort of avoid our aversions. Although on the scrambled egg episode recently, Matthew made some eggs that were like a little too loose for my liking. Mm-hmm. And then I was confronted with my age old fear of like runny whites. Yeah. And it, I, it, I, didn't I didn't do it get on over purpose. It. I didn't get over yeah. it. So I guess the answer is no, we haven't gotten over anything. We haven't. Now, for the record, I also think egg salad is the, probably not just the scariest food, but the scariest thing in the universe. Yep. Hey, what's up? My name is Mike. Hi, Mike. Great show. Thank you. Um, I was wondering, since you both have kids, what kind of things would you pack for them, sack lunch-wise, being ah. the cooks that you are and so involved in the food industry, in the food world in general? I'll, I'll go first. My, my, my uh, uh, daughter is in school and brings a lunch to school and has recently gotten into the use of the thermos. And she will, um, I, don't, I don't know, like, I, I, feel, I feel like terrible saying this because it's like, you know, you know, a foodie parent kind of thing to say. But like, you know, until recently she was bringing like deli ham and, and a piece of baguette. Now, now she will like cook um, frozen pot stickers in the morning and stuff them into her thermos and take them to school. She's in the audience, so she's probably squirming right now. Oh, um, man. So that's my story. Well, I thankfully don't have to pack lunch for June yet. I have no idea. I think that there's probably going to be... I, I'm, I have to say I'm not looking forward to it, quite honestly, because of the, like, the moratorium on peanut butter these days. Like, oh, right. I, am, I am like made of peanut butter. I ate so much peanut butter as a kid. <laughs> I'm having a hard time, like, thinking beyond the peanut butter. So I'm not looking forward to that. But I'm kind of hoping that she comes to be a thermos kid, too. She's, like, big into soup. I mean, like, who's into soup? But she's into soup. So I'm hoping she stays into soup. Thank you. Who isn't into soup? I did my best. What are you talking about? Well, thank you all. All right. I think the the school bell is going to ring. (laughs) 